welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. It's a ass-whooping weekly show for WWF Raw and WCW Nitro. I thought you were going to say, it's a new year. Yes, it is. And I was going mm-hmm. to, I thought about it, but you know. Am I supposed to, since we're was I supposed the, to bring the pancakes? Since we're in a new year, we're in the year of 2000. That's right. It's a new year for the War Stories as we're going to go forward into the year 2000. A year I believe we've been waiting for for a while. <laughs> a long while. So, this is the year that can give us a lot of gifts. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Do-wah diddy, diddy-dum, diddy-do. The uh, ch- 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 chosen one, Mike Boobel. That's right, Slab Nuts, we're back. <laughs> Focus of the show is back on me as it should be. Okay. Thank God, because some weeks. Some weeks. <laughs> Jesus. So, Can you imagine if Jeff Jarrett wasn't there? Yeah. It was around <laughs> January to July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. A lot of macho and Nash. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, we're in a new year. Who would have thought our Lord and Savior would be Jeff Jarrett? You. Yeah, it's you. true. <laughs> I called it. Why, and why is that, Corey? Because he's, he's the smartest man in wrestling. He just he knows what's up. He will never lose. Even if it looks like he's lost, he's winning. He's won. He's got you right where he wants to. <laughs> yeah. You can go back and listen to what we thought of the year of 1999 on the last episode of the Monday Night War Stories. So now we're going to break in the year 2000 with something new, a.k.a. Nitro's going back to an hour and a half. Two-hour Nitro's, guys. Thank fuck. He fought hard for it. Yeah. <laughs> So, last thing he ever does. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we, we're breaking in a uh, new uh, new nitro with two hours now. He did one thing, right? Yeah, one thing. So that's going to be exciting. If, how how was watching it this week with not having to do a pay per view length nitro and then <coughs> raw? It's refreshing, bro. Mm. It was it was shorter. It, it felt like you know you're like didn't overstay its welcome. It was an easy watch. Yeah. Yep. Haven't, haven't said that was an easy watch in a long time. So, shall we break the uh, initial Nitro of 2000? Let's pop this 2000 cherry. All right. It's January no. 3rd. Where the fuck were we? Cincinnati? Greenville, South Carolina. That's way off. That's basically the same thing. Commentary. <laughs> Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan, and Mike Tanay. Boo, where's Hudson? Boo. Where's Hoovy? Yeah, where's the well, juice? Well, we'll see. Where's the juice? More on that later. <laughs> where's the juice? Uh, we start the show off with a recap of the last Nitro of 1999. Well, that was Sc- a dumpster fire. Scott Steiner saying that he's going to retire. Uh, NWO spray painting Sid's car. Steiner backstabbing Sid and joining the NWO and then running him o- uh, running Sid's car over with a monster truck. Uh, we go off-site, and there's a plane showing up to uh, Greensville. Wonder why. We go to commentary, and Tony brings up that, hey, Bill Bush, member of the championship committee, has announced that there's going to be a new commissioner for WCW to keep the NWO in check. I will say this right now. I had no idea who it was. I didn't I was sitting here. I was like, who in the fuck could it be? I had no fucking idea. It was completely like... You know who everybody thought it was, don't you? Ric no. Flair. Ric Flair. Oh, Ric Flair. Everybody so just thought it was Flair. I did, too, until they said it in the show. I was like, well, it's not Ric Flair. 
because they like they kept strongly hinting at it. And I'm like, okay, well, it's not him. So I was Which like, made sense story on Throughout me. the whole night, Bobby's like, did you know who it might be? I heard it might be. Uh... They did a good job um, throwing out some interesting names. Uh, you know what I wish they'd done? Bruno. I wish they'd have thrown out a name that was like on WF just for shits and giggles. Just, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. I heard it could be The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it could be uh, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. So, what do you guys think of this idea of a commissioner now for WCW? It's a sure sign that Russo's out of ideas. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's yeah. got nothing. And it's like. I mean, last year they did President. It just it didn't work then. It's not going to work now. It's just. Yeah. But isn't. Roddy Piper, remember he bucked him down to referee, yeah. man. Yeah. No, that's true. He bucked demoted. him down. He demoted his ass. I, it, I, it's. I think I, for me, it's just funny seeing this. We're having a new commission, a commissioner to keep the NWO in check. But in '97, when they're running rep shot, not like not a well, fucking not soul a fucking fight. soul. Not no. Uh, they didn't need a commissioner. They had a ghost in the in the shadows. <laughs> I'm just gotta. I'm. Just, you guys, we gotta be happy about it's, it's small victories, guys, because <laughs> yeah. we could have had a commissioner tournament. So that would have been fantastic. You know, at least they're just naming one. That, <laughs> you know, it's funny. That would have been fantastic. What though. you just said and what you just said. I watched the other day. I, I pulled out a disc. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna watch someone. But your what? I pulled out a disc. Okay. A DVD. And Nine put inches. in WCW Saturday Night. <laughs> Nine inches. <laughs> from late July '97. Ooh. And. Uh, it was fine. You, could, you got a lot of good lucha action. Main event was the Standard Brothers against Vicious and Delicious, Buff and Norton. You gotta remember it's summer '97. But not as good as supply and demand. No. But the entire back part of the show is this Tony Schiavone and Dusty Rhodes just ripping apart WWE for not standing together and not doing anything <laughs> to fight the NWO. Like Dusty's like, they're all just spoiled little children. They just want their paycheck and that's all they care about. They don't care about nothing. You got the NW over here beating up everybody, and everybody in the back just counting their wallets while Luger getting killed. <laughs> it was awesome. And like at the end of that match, Vincent comes in, and like someone else comes in. They're all beating up the Steiners, and Dusty's like, well, of course nobody's coming out. They don't care. They're probably ordering pizza somewhere. Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, did they even bother to check the commentary on the, the weekend oh, show? Oh, no. No, no, no. no, no. So uh, we, we will find out later on tonight a new WCW commissioner. Uh, also tonight, guys, there, we were crowned new tag team champions as we were have the uh, the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals for the. Will the winner say, "I am the greatest of all time"? Maybe. I mean, today he feels like the luckiest man in the world. Uh, here are some of the matches we'll be seeing tonight, guys: Buzz Kill and uh, Rotundo versus the Harris Boys. Well, I'm out. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. Uh, PG. Uh, so Buzzkill? The, oh, Jesus, man. PG-13 versus Nash and Steiner. I don't like their chances. Lash LaRue and Midnight versus David Flair and Crowbar. And someone has to win that match. Someone has to move on in that match. That's cool. And Sm- Norman Smiley in Asia versus, <clears throat> excuse me, versus CCK and Buff Bagwell. This is the worst tag team tournament of all time. I mean, I'm a tag team loyalist. Jesus. And if my roster looks like this, I just be like, let's not have tag belts. Nah, we don't, we don't need it. You don't, have a, you don't need a TV title. It's throwing away yeah. in a trash can. Let me throw away them tag belts, too. Let's just call that a day. Yeah. 
We're good. Jesus Christ, man. So let's start off our first match of the night. Buzzkill and Mike Rotundo with the uh, Varsity Club versus the Harris Boys. Start Starting hot, huh? Buzzkill comes out saying that it's the old double B, double Z. B-U, double Z. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, varsity well, Club has Leia Me. Teaming once again with Varsity. Uh, they have <laughs> Leia Meow jump on the trampoline in a cheerleader outfit. As, Steiner just wants her to get calisthenics. Is I it, just, as I call it, a man show reference. Yep. I, you know, I, I guess. Just, you have Tori. So whatever else they're trying to do, it, it falls well, okay, so way you, short. I'll give you a little background on this. So They brought back the Varsity Club for one reason. Well, two reasons. No, one. Well, it's well, to have her bounce on a. Yeah, two reasons. It's, it's her. Uh, Terry Taylor, Mr. Rooster, wonderful man and not racist at all. Nope. Um, and he cockled it. Was obsessed with Leia Meow and brought back the idea of the Varsity Club solely to get her on TV in a cheerleading bikini outfit to jump up and down. That's the only reason they're here. Can't imagine why nobody likes him. It's weird. <laughs> doop, doop, doop. Well, somebody's got a, well, he's got a job for life in NXT. Yeah. Uh, we have um, Sullivan on commentary that Rick Steiner is on double secret suspension or probation, and he'll be back next week. <laughs> Funny enough, Corey. Uh, where is Scott Steiner? Uh, Ruck Steiner, you mean? He's, he's, or uh, Rick Steiner. He's just not here. He's Well, he, he is somewhere. He's somewhere. In yeah. a land down under. Yeah, yeah. He's, well, he's, uh, he's in Japan. <laughs> but I don't know why... They wouldn't just admit it. Yeah. I, um, well, maybe because uh, Japan's like, don't talk about us ever fucking get on your show. That it could be that after the, <laughs> the Liger thing. But it, it also could be because Russo comes from that McMahon mentality of you have to come up with some weird reason where someone might not be there. It can't be that they're working for another company because God forbid. Don't bring so, that up. Yeah. Double secret probation. He did something wrong kind of thing, which is a rib on Scott Hall because Scott Hall was on. Double secret probation. Double that's secret, very talking. out loud probation. Yeah, that's what I mean, because he just told everybody. But. <laughs> uh, during, uh, during the match, Buzzkill gets his wig knocked off again. However, however, standard and practices come down and uh, put a jacket on one Leia Meow. Instant heat. Yeah, that's instant heat. Uh, Varsity Club jumps uh, standard and practices. The Harris boys then beat Buzzkill. It actually would have been cooler if under their old gimmick they did it because they were just disgusted by the sight of Leia Meow in a scantily clad yeah, outfit. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> yeah. um, after the match, the Varsity Club beats up Buzzkill until the Harris boys beat up Varsity Club. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we're going to recap from last week's Nitro. NWO running sit over with the monster truck. Um <laughs> They're saying Sid should be okay for sold out as he just has a like a vertebrae in, like a small neck injury. They said he was able to lay down across the front seats and thus not take a lot of the impact, which I thought was a good job at least saying that part. Um, did the network Corey yes. RIP um, cut out some promo about monster trucks? Like, why all of a sudden out of literally nowhere is there a monster truck? I think was there some, like, you know, like obviously a tie-in, but, like, some promo we didn't see? I believe so, because I noticed that. Someone's like, there's just a truck here? What the fuck? Why is this here? It yeah. has to be, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know soon when I'm, pre- I- I'm, I'm in the process of procuring all the nitros with 
everything put back in, yeah. including music <laughs> and missing segments. Uh, we see a, a motorcade headed towards the arena. NWO's watching this as they're saying they don't care. Uh, fun fact is you can see the mic, boom mic, <laughs> as they're... Yes, you can. Well, Just, Nash is like fucking with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't care it's off the rails, dude. <laughs> yeah. Nash said that he heard that the new commissioner might be Z Man Tom, Tom Zink. Zink. Shot at Shivani. <laughs> yeah. Tom Zink. Uh, then, uh, hey, has anybody seen Brett? And then all of a sudden, Brett pops up on the screen as he's entering the arena, and then Sid with a neck brace comes in and <laughs> beats him up. <laughs> I think what Sid watched. Uh, hey, you know Sid's learning from Steiner. Um, it was. <laughs> he just throws them in all uh, in, into a lot of the stage stuff. And then uh, we he, come back from I think com- it's the same neck brace Luger had. I, yeah, I hope it, so. Probably. I hope so. Uh, it was too small for his neck, to be honest. <laughs> uh, it looked like they duct taped just to make it look like it mattered. Uh, then we come back from commercial, and the NWO is checking on Brett, and then Brett's like, "I'm cool." So then Steiner and Nash beat up. Oh, they all do. They beat up the paramedics that are checking on Brett. And who is one of those paramedics, good sir? John Cena. No, that would be the national television debut of AJ Styles. <gasps> what? Oh. What? I didn't see that. He what was the, the f- one they threw to the far off. Fuck, no, I, didn't, man. I didn't see that because yep. I was writing my notes down. Damn it. Yep. I was honestly trying to look. I was like. I'm sure these are just power plant dudes. Who are these people? I didn't even catch one of them was AJ. AJ I didn't, I didn't notice. Jobbing like you should. Uh, then Fucking we see job. the motorcade show, driving towards the arena still. There's going to mean Gene. Jesus Christ. Was this Goldberg? Just get to the fucking arena already. Greenville's not big. I half expect it to be the Carl Mullins fucking truck. Well, <laughs> 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 well they're coming. They're, they're, they're going to be here. They'll <laughs> <laughs> show up. Like, you know what it is, Joe? Every fucking company, man. Power Authority, you show about an hour into the show. Yeah. Don't worry about being on Talk of Time or anything. First day of the job. Don't I wouldn't worry about that. Don't want to show Lead by example. <laughs> Jesus no, He's leading by example by showing up an hour into the show. I mean, the world champ just showed up. The world yeah, champ really? just showed up and got his ass beat. You can't show up walking on time? Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, well, I, maybe, Off to a hot start. At, <laughs> le- <laughs> at least it's not like when Goldberg got arrested from across the street <laughs> yeah. and he's there all day. So. Oh, it doesn't help when he gets something on, 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 uh, on cuffs. He's like... Take me to the arena. It's across the street. You could see the arena from the door. You can sprint. <laughs> just don't jaywalk. Uh, we got a mean Gene. So he's jaywalked. Yeah. Spears <laughs> a car. <laughs> That's why I took him longer because he jaywalked, so they rearrested him for jaywalking. <laughs> and that's the shoot, so they didn't want to show it. So that's yeah. why. He's what? He's being arrested <laughs> for real? What? What? For what? Stalking someone he works with? I don't know. We are mean Gene and DDP. Uh, DDP says that uh, he's here, and uh, he finds out that at sold out, it would be DDP versus Buff Bagwell. DDP thought he had a match tonight. Uh, he says the airline sucks because uh, he said that uh, the match would be here but tonight, but since it's at the pay-per-view, he's just going to leave. Uh, Kurt Henning shows up and says DDP is wanted in the ring tonight. And he's like, who's in the ring right now? And it's PG-13. He's like, oh, that's fine. Good enough. <laughs> No respect. I, I don't like this DDP buff shit. No, 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 no. Probably because it has buff in it. 
it's, it's half of it. Yep. That's about you know that's that's a fifty two percent of it. I'm not as completely done with GDP. The as other forty eight percent. I would say DDP. I would say seventy thirty. But yeah, that's PG thirteen's in the ring, and then DDP comes out, and it was weird to hear the real music. So nice. So but like like our man said yesterday, of all of the network edits, his is pretty good. And it's I pretty true to form. Dun 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 dun. It's dun, not dun, bad. Dun dun dun. dun, yeah. dun yeah. But there is something about hearing the original one. You're like, yep, that hits right. Um, DDP comes down and Diamond cuts both men. And then the Wolfpack music hits. And then it changes into the NWO. <laughs> but then DDP's music gets mixed in. And, like, you can see um, <sighs> Nash walking down, like, pointing up there. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so is that their new theme music? Like, is that, like... No. I know. <laughs> They completely fucked up. Nash. Like the beginning Wolfpack and then changes the NWO with I'm a mix of DDP. I'm surprised you didn't hear some of um, the Maestro's piano. I was like, <laughs> Nash not the guy you want walking out when you're fucking up with production because he's gonna no. point at the fuck out. Yeah, oh, he, no, and he, he does. does. <laughs> um, what is this crap? Put a fucking semi truck. It's fucking <laughs> diesel's music. <laughs> yeah. So uh, PG-13 still laid out. Nash and Ste- uh, Steiner get on the in the ring. Steiner's on the apron. Nash acts like he's ready to wrestle. He's once he's amped, drops an elbow, rolls up uh, one of the members and grabs the trunks and counts counts the three. I love the fact that he grabbed the trunks. Oh yeah. Uh, then they spray and uh, spray paint PG thirteen after the match. I mean the right team won. <laughs> but some sterling action in this tournament so far. It's really, really top notch. Uh, backstage, we see Jarrett and Hart head to the ring as we still see the motorcade. As then our That's next long ass motorcade. As the next thing we get is a promo by the NWO. Hope however, it's not going by a bookbinding building in Dallas. Ooh. However, uh, Hall, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, Nash and Steiner walk to the back and then come out with the NWO. Oh yeah, you know, gotta get that pop, that second <laughs> pop. Just whoever formatted this Russo is really bad at formatting shows. Um, Hart's mad that he got jumped by Sid and says that. And at sold out, he's going to bash his brains in. What? He knows Rude. all about bashing brains in. Ooh. That's too soon. Yikes. That is, yeah. <laughs> Crowd's booing Brett pretty hard here. Uh, Brett says that... Uh, he's the only one actually trying to get heat. By, well, I guess, I guess Jared, Jared is. is. Jared, Jared, Jared is, is, I guess. Jared's trying. Uh, Brett says that he can beat Sid all by himself. NWO can take the night off. Was he talking about tonight? I think sold out. Or sold I think out. Sold out. Because Jerk's booked for three matches, but that's all right. Because he's I'm like, about that. <laughs> he's like, I can take Sid by myself. And he goes, NWO, you can take the night off tonight. And I'm like, tonight or sold out? Because they're still actively in the tournament. Yeah. So they that's, can't take You know the, what? Just whatever. Okay. You know what it is? I mean, it's scrambled eggs. <laughs> the brain's being bastard. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. Yeah. Uh, ah. uh, Jarrett brings up uh, gets I got you pegged <laughs> uh, He says that he's going to beat Benoit in all three matches But if he beats him in two Wouldn't that be it? Uh, he's having oh. so much fun He wants to beat him in the third Damn one too it. I need to read my notes better Why? Because Jarrett had a great line And I was going to use it to start the show uh, well, oh. You can still use it You can I use like it right now lines. Slappy New Year Slappy New Year God <laughs> damn it Nah Um <laughs> Jared then says that he'll be he'll be the man jumping off the cage instead of Benoit. Don't do it. Don't, why? Don't, don't do that. Don't. However, Benoit's in Japan right now. So yeah. So like I mentioned, he's in Japan, but not Rick Steiner. Yeah, uh, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Why he did. 
don't know. Nash mentioned brings up like why the hell do we have to share one mic? There's, there's Again. four of us here. Again. <laughs> Nash is gonna point it out. Yeah. Uh, should we remind the folks what Rick Steiner's doing in Japan, Corey? Well, he was supposed <laughs> to be wrestling Goldberg. Yep. But Goldberg did Goldberg things. Yep. And severed his arm in half. So he's taking on Randy Savage in one hell of a match. <laughs> we watched it a couple months back, and uh, oh boy, uh, that's quite the match. <laughs> it's 17 minutes, and eight of it's them walking around the ring. Oh, I mean, so it's a good old Ric Flair special. Yeah. Love it. Wow. Just wow. Um, <laughs> Nash. On this fucking nitro and just shove that shit. <laughs> Nash brings up whoever Bill Bush makes as commissioner, they would know that the end of, you can make the rules, but the NWO will break them. That sounds like um, good old Shawn Michaels there. I was going to say, that sounds like a good old DX reference there. If you make the rules, we'll break them. And, and thank you for bringing that because I wanted to, to, to bring this up to you guys. And since now that came up, this is as good as time as any. Does it strike you, or am I just wrong, that the way the NWO is acting on Nitro with uh, just vicious beatdowns, not taking no for an answer, leaving no stone unturned with carnage and, and vicious attacks, isn't that what DX should be doing on Raw yes. under the current Triple H guys instead of... Whatever they're doing. Instead of sometimes being ha-ha smarty pants, but most of the time it's just Triple H and Stephanie fucking with the other members of DX? They... Took the NWO and made them DX and made they made DX the NWO B team. Oh wow. Like what the <laughs> fuck is happening on these two shows? I don't know. I was like, this is what DX should this be doing. Just I just expected Nash out? to be like, from the hours of nine to ten, we will only <laughs> say the words. Because <laughs> like that's what DX the first DX yeah. with Sean and H, that's all they did beat people up. Oh well, yeah, the, this version when, of DX under the corporate power. They, they should be laying people out left and right, and you know. It, but it's just like. But eh. they're not. They're just screwing three people, so like four, each other, three to four, yeah, well, and I, then each other. I guess though, to a point in that in the in DX though, you really only have Triple H's imposing. The Outlaws and X Pac not really imposing. Where the other yeah. group has Kevin Nash and Scott Steiner. <laughs> That's a good point. So it's <laughs> a fair point. I was thinking, but but you got numbers advantage at least if you sneak up from behind. You have like two and a half. But uh, that's a fair point. I'll give you that. I, I'd rather have the other two if we're going to be attacking <laughs> yeah. people. Uh, Scott Steiner brings up about how he had everybody fooled that he uh, retired or was going to retire last week. Maybe he should retire tonight to see if he would get the pity again, like he did last. It was a week. good. Uh, it was a good retirement speech last week. He did good. Yeah. He makes fun of people for believing he was going to retire and all that good stuff. Um, then we see the motorcade has finally arrived to the arena. About fucking time. Our next match is uh, part of the tag team tournament for the titles. David Flair and Crowbar versus Lash LaRue and Midnight. Jesus Christ. Stevie Ray joins commentary. Uh, calls Midnight a jacked up hoochie. <laughs> I laughed. Jacked up Hoochie. <laughs> uh, Crowbar gets slingshot into the steel step. Stevie Ray gets on the apron and tells LaRue to tag in Midnight. Midnight Grow press slams LaRue onto Crowbar. Um, then Soup Salad and Breadsticks with Johnny the Bull and Big Vito and Disco come down. Uh, Stevie Ray grabs Midnight and pulls her from under the ropes and punches her. Well... Tries to. Tries to. <laughs> she has no idea how to slide under a rope and got stuck. Yeah. Which is 
just the best, man. Uh, so it's a good thing she can leapfrog people because she can't do anything fucking else. Damn. Mm. Uh, Burger T runs down, shoves Stevie Ray. Stevie then hits Booker T and Midnight with a slapjack. Uh, LaRue hits a top rope Frankensteiner on Crowbar on the flare. LaRue then hit, uh, hits Riplash on, uh, on Crowbar. Johnny the Bull and Vito attack LaRue. Flair and Crowbar are fighting each other while this is all happening. Russ checking on Midnight and Booker T as the four men are beating each other up in the court. And behind them, Crowbar puts Flair on top of LaRue after the beating from Bull and Vito for the win. So moving on, David Flair and Crowbar. This was terrible. I mean, God. No bueno. Awful. Then we see Toll Package still dressed up as Sting with Liz walking to the ring. Still, still doing that, huh? All right. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> we see the limo as uh, no one has left the limo yet. LaRue asking Disco what's going on as they're, um, they're friends. And then Johnny the Bull and Vito attack LaRue and still throw him into a steel fence. Then we go to the toll package with Liz as package coming down. This is when Tony brings up, hey, guys, Nitro is now two hours. <laughs> Halfway through. And by the way, so I love by the way that they're two hours, but from eight to ten. Yeah, it's like uh, you're just really giving up, aren't you? All right. Yeah. Jesus. Um, package still is uh, talking like as if he was staying. Um, says that he's facing some useless wrestler tonight. So the toll package is taking on Tank Abbott. Well, he is useless, but <laughs> mm. Package says he didn't sign up for this and just tries to walk away from him. He did the crowd. <laughs> yeah. uh, Liz Mace's tank and the package leaves before uh, leaves saying it's showtime. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Jerry Flynn then runs down to attack Tank Abbott. Uh, at sold out, it should be Tank Abbott and Jerry Flynn in a block match. Oh. I just, I pray to God it make it so. <laughs> so go back a year, right? Yeah. yeah. And we had Ken Shamrock versus Steve Blackman. Same kind of feud. Mm-hmm. We have Tank Abbott and Jerry Flint. It's definitely diminishing return. Not quite the same. But <laughs> but we had a Lion's Den match for Shamrock and Blackman. We get the block. We here. get the block for these two. Yeah. It's like, you like peanut butter and jelly? Well, here's almond butter and KY jelly. There you go. We get a... Uh, we see the package walking up the ramp, but then all of a sudden there's a crow on top. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bobby just kept calling it a vulture. Like it's, it's, it's a crow, Bobby. Then we see the <laughs> NWO going to the limo as security separates the limo and NWO. I think... Hold him back? Hold him back. <laughs> you don't want to see that car again? Hey, was this Knight Rider? Fuck. <laughs> Kids going to start talking. <laughs> Come on, pieces of shit. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Hold me. <laughs> Big Papa Juicer. Yeah. <laughs> Your brother Rick is the only could, clean one. I could totally see Scott Steiner fighting a car. Oh, without question. <laughs> what'd unlike, you say? Unlike Goldberg, he wouldn't lose. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what'd you say, you piece of shit? <laughs> it just starts beating the shit out of him. Yeah. Then let's go to the ring as... Suplex is the fucking thing. Can you put a car in a Steiner recliner? <laughs> yes, he will. Probably could. Uh, let's go uh, to the ring as Rob Gardner, a member of the WCW Championship Committee, is out here to make the announcement of the new commissioner for WCW. Well, I mean, it's going to have a lot of gravitas coming from Rob Gardner. 
Right. We have, uh, since the uh, writers with the ironclad contracts have put WCW in turmoil, the powers that be back the NWO. So WCW is like, you know, we don't have people like um, Sting or Goldberg right now to help us defend ourselves against the NWO. That we, are. we have a new commissioner, and that one commissioner is one Terry Funk. My head dropped. I was like, oh. you egg-sucking dog. My God. Hey, like, I love Terry Funk, so I'm never going to bitch about it. But uh, The fans, not on board. <laughs> Jesus, did he get booed out of the building. I, <laughs> I did not see it coming. I'll be honest. I did not he's, see Funk. He's not exactly the answer to WCW's uh, problems. Nope. But uh, I love me some Terry Funk. You gotta have that funk. Uh, no, no, you don't. Nah. But no, I. Uh, forever. This was mystifying, though. <laughs> Even at the time. Did, I was gonna ask, did uh, 2000 Corey know uh, Funk was coming in? No, no, he didn't. And I was like, Terry Funk, huh? Hmm. I like Terry Funk, but uh, that's not what you need. Nope, no. nope, nope. They have an age problem. He's older than the rest of them. So this is mystifying. So. <sighs> Who makes this call? Because for a couple more weeks, Russo's still in charge. This is definitely not his style, though. I would guess Bill Bush. He's the talent. Uh, he's the, 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 the <sighs> boss, boss. So somehow somebody. So who like was like, hey, you know what we need? Terry Funk. Who the fuck is pushing that in that locker room? Probably Kevin Sullivan in terms of creative. <clears throat> Man, it's yeah. just, it's perplexing. It's different. It's, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's one of those where I'm happy to see a dude that I'm a fan of, but not the right place. Not, not the, the right, right place, spot. not the right role. This yeah. is not what he needs to be doing, um, which is very apparent when he gets on the mic. Oof. <coughs> uh, Funk says that he accepted this job because he loves the real professional wrestling. He loves the real pain. He loves the real dedication, the real personalities, and he loves Lamp. Well, he's Wait. in the wrong fucking company then. Because <laughs> they don't give a fuck. They're not even pretending to try. Can I have a, a what if. Okay. I think two legends in the world of wrestling need to trade places right now in January 2000. Mm-hmm. I think that there, there's a guy in ECW that just showed up there. Zag it off. That is perfect for this role in this company. And Terry Funk could go back to ECW where he's a legend. And I think that's Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. That would have worked. You don't fire Dusty. You put him in this position. Cut the promos, tradition, all this and all that. Nope. You don't have him fight, but you have him, you know, just be the guy. That, and instead of him and he, which him and ECW was a mind fuck and it was kind of cool. But talk about just like not fitting. Yeah. That's what I did on, but hey. Um, Funk says that Russo and Ferrara are throwing away money. That's, that, well, that's true. It's not wrong. <laughs> Funk says he would like to blow up their heads, but he can't. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. So he needs an enforcer. So he yeah. brings out good old Arn Anderson. Yeah. Yep. And, th- and that's when the We Want Flair chance starts happening. Uh-huh. We, uh, we're, go- we're going backwards, guys. We are, we are not moving forward in the year 2000. Uh, Anderson brings mm. up the passion that he has, and people like Ferrara and Russo don't have any of it. As um, 
NWO won't uh, run around here and charge anymore, but this then brings out the NWO for the third time tonight. Oh, they lean on them heavy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Brett says that uh, Funk can leave the easy way or the hard way. Uh, Funk says he has plenty of time and he's not leaving. Funk says that uh, he's going to see Brett lose at sold out and he's going to be adding a stipulation, or as he put it, he can't wait to see Brett get screwed at sold out as he's adding a stipulation. Uh, one, uh, oh, stipulations, not just one. Uh, one, if NWO comes down to the ringside and causes a DQ, Brett loses the belt. And there's also going to be a special guest referee. And it's Funk's new best friend, Arn Anderson. Oh, my God. So they're doing what is already played out on WWF television. Worse. You know, the, you know what this segment and those things that he just dropped tell me? Russo is still very much booking completely. Because that is straight up Russo shit. Jesus. We did it. Right. We did it in the main event of last month's pay-per-view. Now we're going to do it again. That's Russo through and through. God. Right. Uh, then uh, Funk makes some matches for tonight as it's going to be Jeff Jarrett and Sid in a U.S. title match in a Powerbomb match. More on that later. Um, I love a right, 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 right around here where at one point they were like, we haven't seen Terry Funk since he was Chainsaw Charlie with Cactus Jack as his partner. I was like, oh boy. And that's, and that's better than this. So that's not great. I didn't mind them mentioning it, though. No, I didn't mind them mentioning it, but it points out how he doesn't need to be here. For once, it was like, yeah, acknowledge what happens on the other show. People watch it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, you're right. It's like, well, that's not exactly... Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. (laughs) Just, yeah. Yep. (laughs) Funk says that uh, Jared... uh, Funk says that Steiner and Nash can continue their run for the tag titles tonight. Funk says that he's old and crazy and he wants to see Nash and Steiner get screwed tonight. Weird thing to see. That's Mean Gene's job in the hotel room. Uh, Nash says that uh, Funk, were, he thought he was dead. Uh, Nash says that he can make the uh, idle, idle threats, but the NWO would do anything they want their Which, way. Did you get it? Did you, did you finally get it? What? When Nash told Funk, I thought you were dead. Punk used that against Nash in a oh. It was a callback. Nobody knew it. Gotcha. Even I'd forgotten it. But then I remembered, yeah, oh yeah, that was a callback. Fucking punk. I thought you were dead. <laughs> My God, man. Uh, Nash then all of a sudden... It sucks threat- they killed his entire fandom. That really fucking sucks, dude. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> he pulled this out. I mean, he was watching this. That sucks. Uh, Nash then th- uh, threatens uh, Arn by saying, you know what, we'll go after your grand... Your, uh, what, uh, not, godson. Uh, godson, David Flair. Yell then, uh, then Nash then yells that they make the rules and you're a dead man. I... I love that Arn like is mad about that. I'm like, bitch, he hit you with a crowbar. <laughs> Why do you give a fuck? Like, don't I don't like them portraying Arn Anderson as someone who's like emotional like that? Because the Arn Anderson from the Horseman ten years earlier would have taken the fire to tie Arn to David, right? And said, "Fuck you, you little shit," and then just not <laughs> thought about it again. Then we see Funk in the back tone security go find David. Arn's like, "I'm gonna go do it," and Funk's like, "No, well, since you're my enforcer now, anything that happens to you happens to me." Okay. Next match, Buff Bagwell and CCK versus Norman Smiley in Asia. Jesus. Uh, CCK thanks Buff for having uh, moving along in this tournament without him, offers him some champagne. 
Buff says uh, Canyon sucks and he doesn't like champagne, so Buff smashes the champagne bottle over CCK's head. Smiley comes out wearing the Greenville Growl hockey uh, mascot outfit. They're hockey league. Canyon is taken out on a dot by uh, on a stretcher by doctors, so it's a two on one match here. Asia low blows Buff and holds him for Smiley to hit him with the mascot head, but he hits her instead. Buff hits the blockbuster for the win. After the match, uh, Buff attacks, uh, Saturn attacks Asia, but Saturn and Asia are held back by either Malenko or Douglas. Jesus. There's some fiction going on in the uh, All Revolution. This is the worst tournament in the history of wrestling. I'm, but don't worry, guys. Be. Jim Duggan comes down to try to attack the Revolution because his feud ain't over with them. Feud with everybody. Uh, Douglas falls down before Duggan even punches him. Of course he does. Then uh, the Revolution outnumbered Duggan until the filthy animals come out and chase them off. However, my favorite part is they chase off the Revolution as they run up the ramp as Rey Mysterio is limping past them. So they could have just like clipped Rey. Yeah. But no, they don't. That bothered me. Just come on, man. Try. Just fucking try. Don't just don't have Rey come out, you know? Yeah, why is he fucking here? Just go home. Nobody knows. Jesus Christ. Nobody knows. If you have a guaranteed contract. You don't have to be here. You're hurt. <laughs> He's hurt, and they attack his knee every time he shows up. It's just like, you're not going to let your he- knee heal at all because you're like, hey, Ray, we're going uh, to beat you up all tonight. Sounds good, boss. With how racist Russo is and how little he cares about Lucha Libre, you could just stay home and have Psychosis stand there and tell him it's Ray. He probably wouldn't know. Yeah. Be the parka. Yeah. Uh, we then we get multiple segments of uh, Arn and Funk or the NWO looking for David. Funk and Arn run into Daphne. It's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. What the fuck is happening? Uh, let's go to our next match as it's the team of Kevin Nash and Scott Steiner versus the Harris Brothers boys. However, the Varsity Club runs down and attacks the Harris boys with chairs. Um... Scott comes down, gets on commentary, and it's like, did you see what my brother just did? And everyone's like, uh, your brother's not here. I Nobody bothered to tell Scott that. <laughs> I, does this mean we have to cheer for the Varsity Club? Because they're fighting the Nazis? I, technically, yes. I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> I do not remember this feud at all. What the fuck, man? I am like, I'm like, what? When did this happen? Uh, Nash and Steiner move on to the finals against David Flair. Yes. Oh, well, that's next. Um, well, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. It's, it's going to be, uh, you know. Uh, however, we go backstage and we see Arn and Funk running into Daphne, and she's telling them that uh, David doesn't want to talk to them, that they will never find him. Then she runs off, and Arn's like, oh, that's one crazy chick. And then all of a sudden, Jarrett kidnaps Daphne. Yes, he does. Let's go to our next match. It's Buff Bagwell and, I guess, CCK versus David Fulham and Crowbar. There's one line here. It's so good. Because Tony goes, oh, I guess Vampiro's his partner again. And Bobby goes, what, is his mom sick? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So fucking good. <laughs> Fuck you, Buff. <laughs> uh, ba- we cut backstage and see CCK laid out again by Bam Bam. 
body slams him off the stage. So Vampiro comes out and joins Bagwell. As Bagwell moms are busy. T- Bagwell yells at uh. Tony, what is he doing here? Uh, Funk and Orange come down and try and talk sense into David, but he begins freaking out on the still steps. In this match, they focus on Arn and Funk doing their group therapy session with, with David instead of the match behind them. Uh, Vampiro with a release superplex. Vampiro gets into it with Arn and Funk, and then Funk attacks Vampiro. Uh, Buff hits the blockbuster of Vampiro and then walks away. David gets in the ring and makes the cover. So, moving on, is David Flair and Crowbar. The one thing I was confused about, though, was it this match or the last one? Yeah. Pardon me if it's the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> David Flair rolls in, but then covers him like he's also knocked out. Yep. And I'm like... And then just lays there afterwards like... Well, he didn't match. He, you know. That is the talent of David Flair. <laughs> in a nutshell. Oh, wow, you're really good. <laughs> uh, then the NWO come out with Daphne. As Scott Siren tells that he knows that all flares hang out with ugly women. Um, <laughs> God damn it. I love Scott Siren. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Steiner wants to know who will get to her first, them or Flair, as Crowbar and Flair then run through the crowd, and then we see them backstage looking for her. Like they were... They were on the aisle. Yeah, you like, could have just ran. You could have just ran to her. Would have been. That's what I don't get. Is they were ideal. Like the, they were on the entrance ramp, and they're right there. Nope. Where are but, they? But uh, well, they don't turn around. But yet, after Jarrett drags her back, they're still there. I, and then just calmly walked that way. I'm like, what, what the fuck is this? <sighs> Checks out. As our next match is a WCW US Championship match with a twist, as it's a powerball match. And so, uh, real quick, how do you win a powerbomb match? Uh, you powerbomb your opponent. Okay. Okay. Sid versus Jeff Jarrett. Starcade. He stuck him. It's a phantom powerbomb. Sid comes out wearing that neck brace. Uh, We see that the team power plant are in front of the in front row watching this match. Anybody in that uh, row, Corey? Because that looked like a bunch of fucking nobodies to me. There's a couple I know. There's there's actually the only one who I didn't know was at the very end. The rest. All will be on WWE TV this year, except for the second one, the, the Samoan. Um, he never made it to WWE TV, but was one of the young uh, up-and-comers in TNA when it started two years later. Sunny Siaki. <laughs> the rest of them were all, you'll see them very much. As, as Tony says, that there, it's good for them to watch this match and learn and learn from it. And No, there's nothing nope. on this show they should learn from. Nope. You should burn this tape fact, and start I over. I would have forbid them from coming to this show. Uh, Sid chokeslams Jarrett. Uh, Jarrett slides under Sid and uh, runs, uh, choke slams him. Later on, Jarrett slides under Sid and runs into the ref. Ref bump. Uh, Sid power bombs Jarrett, but we don't. Uh, we didn't see it. Brett comes in and hits Sid with a baseball bat. Jarrett and Hart attack Sid. They and they spray paint NWO on him. So uh, the winner win the match. Power bomb. However, no, no winner here. However. Uh, the EMTs come out, and uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but one of the EMTs that they attacked in the beginning came back out again with a different <laughs> shirt on to be yep. someone else. It was a <laughs> long blonde yep. uh, with like a ponytail. Yep. I was like, okay, I saw him. And then when he comes out the second time, I'm like, isn't that the one from the beginning just My wearing God. a different T-shirt? Jesus Christ. Right. Hustle's real. 
Yeah. Get, get more people to do your shit. Hart and Jared tackle You have the a whole EMT. fucking power plant sitting in the front row. <laughs> yeah. Make them a you fucking EMT. You have one of them be an EMT. Yep. As they attack the EMTs and spray paint them again. So let's go to our... Make sure. Yep. Our main event. Main event. Scott Steiner and Kevin Nash versus David Flair and Crowbar. Anywhere in the world, guys. Main event. Well, at least Greenville. Uh, Scott Steiner joins commentary. What uh, if this killed Greenville? He he asks, uh, <sighs> Scott asks commentary how much white trash is here. 21,000. Is this the one where, is this the match where some dude is just like yelling in his face? Yeah. 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 Like, you're dumb, first of all. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. You're going to die. I wouldn't choose that guy. And Scott forgot he was on PG television and just was laying into that guy. Whoo! Uh, there's no <laughs> Raph. So, and Nash was like, yeah. Again, I think the sixth time can tonight. we fucking <laughs> Nat, like I, he probably won't be our overall, but Nash is like the MVP of Nitro because he's calling out all their flaws. <laughs> Every single flaw. Nash Jesus. is like, what the hell's going on? However, here? Nash beats up both men. Uh, Steiner's telling uh, the commentary team that to calm down, that he's not here to attack them. Um, I think Crowbar hits a Hurricane Rana, and he's like, "What the hell's a Hurricane Rana? It's Frankensteiner. Uh, yeah. That's bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. Uh, Arn Funk come out with security. Arn's wearing a ref gear. Uh, Nash tells them to suck it. <laughs> Arn hits Nash with a crowbar as Funk is telling security to get Steiner. David covers Nash for the win. NW, uh, the NWO member of Bret Hart comes out dragging Daphne. Flair hits Arn with a uh, crowbar. And Jarrett just gives Daphne away to Flair. Like, okay. Yep. I can't even begin to tell you what I, what was running through my mind in January of 2000 when I watched this at my friend's house after Raw. They had the replay of Nitro. We watched it, and we just sat there going, did uh, Rick Flair, did David Flair and Crowbar just win those belts? They just pin Kevin Nash? Yeah, yeah they did. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. We were totally just... We're like, what? It was like 2 in the morning, because the replay was 12 to 2. What? And we're just sitting there like... What, what is happening? What is happening in this company? So you're, you're new. New tag team tag champions. Tag team champions. Crowbar and David Flair. Uh, to follow up, NWO attacks the security guys again. Steiner attacks Funk while checking uh, on Arn. Funk tries to fight them off, but Steiner low blows him. Hart and Jared are attacking Arn with a baseball bat on the ramp, and they kidnap Arn. Um, Nash attempts to, to but uh, to jackknife Arn. Uh, <laughs> didn't want to go with it. Didn't want to go with it. Hart and Jared, then they drag Arn to the back, and they throw him in a trunk of a car, and then you have to wait for the rest of the NWO to show up. So it's they can for Nash. <laughs> As they show up to drive off. My favorite part. Shotgun. Shotgun. <laughs> the last one there. Shotgun. <laughs> and that is how we end the first Nitro of two, the year 2000. Wow. All right. Thank God for the NWO on that show or else, uh, Jesus Christ. There was nothing else on that show. No Kidman. No Booker. No Filthy Animals uh, match. Uh, hey, Booker was there, sir. Uh, Kidman ran in. Booker T ran in. <laughs> I kind of meant in the ring wrestling. Oh, I know. Uh, I'm just telling you that well, they were there. We don't do that here, Corey. But They're, we had David Flair 
Two Crowbar, times. Two times. Buff Bagwell. Two times. Asia Midnight. Oh wait, uh, three times for three times. Yeah. for them. Yeah, and Buskill. Once. And the Nazis. Twice. Twice. But none of those. And um, some salad and breadsticks. What happened? Once. What happened to this roster from even two months ago? Two months. Um, um, one's yes. gone for the six months because he's punching his own. Uh, two of them are in Japan. Two of them in Japan. <laughs> Stein, uh, Macho retired. Well, I'm talking about this is from November, so this is after Hogan and Flair yep. even left. What happened to the roster from two months ago? Not good, Bob. Holy fuck! You can tell me. I don't know, dude. That's, dude. So remember, like a year ago, after the finger poke of doom, mm-hmm. you told us like they set this up for months. So it's actually very good storytelling. Mm-hmm. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic this can work out. How do you feel this year about optimism, Corey? Not a fucking chance. Not, not a chance. <laughs> no. Not a goddamn chance in hell. Man, it's two two years in a row. Nash has uh, lost clean-ish. Little ring. Clean-ish, First yeah. nitro. Clean-ish. Clean-ish. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shall we go to Monday Night Raw and see I how mean, they do for the year 2000? Why not? All right, we're going to go January 3rd again. You can't do worse. That's true. I, mean, I guess I shouldn't say that. Shouldn't we're, say that. We're in Miami, Florida. Oh, shit. Well, this is all around the rock. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you smell it, because here comes The Rock to cut the first promo. To an almost godlike ovation. It was, that building fucking exploded. It was ridiculous, man. I don't remember. I mean, like, at this point, like, it's very clear that Austin is out for a while. Like, he's about to have the surgery. Mm-hmm. I think fans are coming to terms with that now. And so they are fully behind The Rock at this point. Yep, My right. God. No, this is ridiculous. This is uh, comes out to deafening pop, says, that, you know, this is his hometown. You know, when he does the, uh, finally, the rock has come back. And he did home instead of Florida. Oh, yeah. Jesus, dude. Uh, he says, rock says that he'll be champion again. Um, rock brings up Mick Foley, says that is a, the biggest pile of monkey crap for the, for the way that he, the way he lost his job last week, the pink slip on a pole match. Uh, Rock brings up Triple H, calls him out, wants to challenge him to a match tonight. Uh, Triple H and Stephanie come on out. Triple H says that he would love to go down there and beat up The Rock in front of his fans and his family, but uh, Triple H has bigger fish to fry tonight than The Rock. Rock says, uh, he says Rock has nothing to offer. He's not wrong. It's true. Two months ago, Triple H was like, why am I wrestling you again? Right. I've already beat, like, what are we still doing with this? It's awesome storytelling. It is. It's it awesome. is. I thought immediately, I was like, he's right. Like, There's no reason. He if he beats The, the Rock, what is that proof? Yeah. Yeah. Triple H says that he also made the same New Year's resolution as The Rock to win the WWF Championship. So that is why tonight for Triple H, he would be taking on the big show for the WWF mm-hmm. Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's hey he says Rock I don't want you to feel left out so he makes a match for the Rock, Rock in a handicap match a handicap you're fired match, it's going to be one on three and if the Rock loses he'll be fired if anyone interferes in this match they'll be fired. Rock asks who he's facing Triple H is about to answer the Rock does it doesn't matter who I'm facing. Oh my god the crowd, uh, oh my god he, the, 
the crowd bit on that so hard. Jesus. And it's also like, well, we know, though, so. Yeah. As uh, <laughs> Triple H, like, you know what? I don't want you to feel uh, left out on who you're facing. So here's your opponents, and here comes DX, and they run down and attack the rock. And as usual, and I pay attention to this every time for two years now, Billy Gunn. Like a bat out of hell. Bat out of hell. Gets into the ring of 30 seconds before Road Dog and X-Pac do. Yep. <laughs> Rock's able to put two punches down before... The- <laughs> like, Billy, we get it, man. You're an athlete. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Take it back a notch. Still, it's a got, notch. Gotta say this. Down shifted the fourth. <laughs> gotta say this, though. Still fucking huge to this day. Oh, he's huge. He's humongous. He is one of the more... Kind of like Scott Hall. Yeah. One of the ones where you, you know they're big, but you kind of... You don't think of them as as big as they are. And mm-hmm. then you're like, holy fuck, this guy's huge. You, you know, it's crazy. So I, I love this first. I thought this first segment hit was amazing. The crowd was just insane, right? Because of Nitro's start time now, this was what was juxtaposed against Terry Funk. Damn. Yeah. Well, that is not a winning battle for nope. WCW. Well, let's be fair, though. Let's, let's be absolutely 1,000% fair and honest. There is nothing on WCW's show that's going to beat The Rock and Triple H. No. In a verbal... But if you had an NWO promo at the same time... You would have a better shot. You had a shot. Yeah, okay. Not with Terry Funk. No. No. Uh, In fact, you you should have brought back the one guy who it's been proven is a ratings difference against WWF and head-to-head. Shane Douglas. Ric Flair. Oh. As we as we saw in '99, the only guy including Goldberg, they did Triple yeah. H. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's on the other team. He's already there. The only guy who ever moved any ratings against them was Fryer. So bring him back. It's but baffling he wasn't the commissioner. It makes all the sense in the world, doesn't it? Baffling. Do we know why he wasn't commissioner? Vince Russo fucking Vince hates him. Doesn't, yeah, no, didn't okay. He thinks he's useless and is and Checks is out. overrated and doesn't do the ratings that he. But yet he factually does. But Russo worked with Chainsaw Charlie and liked him. So mm-hmm. checks out. Uh, by the way, the promo ends here at seventeen minutes and twenty seconds. But it, this one didn't feel. Yeah, long. I was like, yeah. this one didn't feel long though. Yeah, because um, they didn't take ninety fucking minutes to say what they wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. like so. It, it it's guilty of being just like the rest, but it was better. Actually, they gave us a recap though of what we just watched too. I, you know. I hate that. Yeah, my god. Moments to go. If there's one WWF trope that I wish would just die, <sighs> it's so annoying. It's that one. Uh, moments ago, uh, DX did attack. You could just add like another two minutes to every match yeah. instead of doing that horse shit. Unless yeah. like it's like a big deal, but like this is the match, man. Yeah. Uh, let's go to our first match for the night for no, Monday Night Raw. Too cool with Rock. Kishi fought two versus the Dudley Boys. Keep those pops coming. That, uh, oh yeah. Mm. Uh, the Nothing po- wrong with getting over by proxy. No. The posse come out to watch this match. It's a back and forth match. Scotty, too hot. He hits the worm. Jerry Lawler call calls it, it how it is. Uh, Rikishi, uh, the posse come down and attack Rikishi, but the acolytes come down to chase them off. Rikishi gets in the room and si- in the ring and sidekicks uh, Bubba, and to stop the match, Rikishi then hits a spike spike pile driver on Devon. Two cool and Rikishi dance after the. What does Rikishi call that move? Do you have a name for it yet? No, no. I think it ended up being the Rikishi driver. I love That's that move. I thought, I, thought was, I thought it was gonna be called. I love the it so much. Driver. It's yeah. such a great move. I don't know why Bam Bam doesn't use it anymore. He's the one who came. I don't know. Him. He's too busy doing greetings from Asbury Honestly, Park. the only move I like more than that is, um, uh, what was it called? 
Widow's Peak from Victoria? Yeah. yeah. That move scared the fucking shit out of me. Who does that now? Somebody does it, yeah, but I that move, I love that oh, move. Abaddon. Yeah. 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 Oh. Uh, we go backstage with Cole and the Acolytes, and the Cole, the a- Bradshaw's like, you know, we can beat the hell out of the posse with one arm behind our back. <laughs> and then we cut to Stephanie and Triple H going, huh, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> so let's, to be fair, there'll be two on three handicap match between the Acolytes with their arms behind their back against the posse. Steve Blackman then enters the room, and Triple H says, if Blackman hits Kane with the kendo stick, Blackman is fired. Stephanie asks why, and Triple H says, well, Kane's taking on Kurt Angle. I, he says, is it one of his other New Year's resolutions is for Kurt Angle to lose? <laughs> I love, I don't know why, but I love this storyline. It's, it's so stupid, you're and not, I love it you're not every time. Oh, I love uh, it, yeah, yeah. It's so good. This was, and we'll get further into it the further the year goes. Yep. This was a transcendent history-making angle for them. It's so good, man. It's uh, it's it, I it's great because it's like Triple H is taking on. He wants the championship. That's the storyline yep. for him. However, Stephanie's like she's like into Kurt. He, she's into Kurt, even though she just got married to Triple H, and Triple H's like, "What the hell are you doing?" And like somehow, just because. All of the people that are in this are good at what they do. It's making black men have like charisma and yeah. like be entertaining, which is Jesus. impressive. I'm like, why did Blackman interfere? He must have forgot. <laughs> 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 He's not exactly a brain surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> then we got a recap of uh, Raw and SmackDown the past couple weeks of Tori acting weird after her weekend away with X Pac. God. Acting weird around Test, Kane beating him, SmackDown, Tori acting weird about The Rock, Kane putting The Rock through a table in their match. So let's go to our next match, as it's going to be Kane with Tori versus Kurt Angle. Kurt comes out saying that he's a heavy favorite for this match. (laughs) Kane lacks intelligence and integrity. (laughs) Kane only has intensity. But Angle will win because he has all three odds. He was like, you have intensity. I'll give that to oh, yeah. you. You <laughs> definitely have intensity. What I do love the last couple of weeks, like, because at some point, like, they had to like elevate his opponents, and it's clear like they're not going to have him lose yet. So you're like, so how? Yeah. So I do love that he is getting bigger names, and the matches are going longer, and he's having to kind of prove himself a little bit because Kane can go, you know, uh, whatever fuck crazy nuts governor thinks, but he can fucking wrestle, and The Rock can. He's at this point. They're probably on par with each other because of just angle is just naturally better, but the rock has experience. Yeah. Um, so it's allowing Kurt to show a little more in the ring, get some more ring reps, but it's also when you put them in there with bigger stars, he's a bigger deal. It's amazing how simple it actually is. It's what it's the next step WCW never took with Goldberg. Mm-hmm. He ran through everybody and then somehow beat Hogan once and then went back to beating nobodies again. In all fairness though, I- I think they couldn't because Goldberg doesn't have in the chamber what Angle has. It's fair. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kane hit, have enough. Because uh, Regal proved that. Yeah. <laughs> Kane hits a far and long top rope clothesline. Angle goes for the top rope double axe handle. But Kane c- catches him and choke slams him. All of a sudden, here comes Steve Blackman with the kendo stick, gets in the ring, and nails Kurt Angle with it <laughs> and runs off. <laughs> Kane gives chase, Angle wins via DQ, and celebrates like he did it on him by himself, grabbing his ribs. It's so good. 
I cut, love the cut to the cut back. We cut back. Sage and Stephanie is so happy, and Triple H is like, "Did you talk to Blackman outside the room?" She's like, "No, I don't know, but I do have an idea for the IC title, so that situation." But yeah, the, Jesus Christ, the the quick subtle change of hey. I don't know how he got the idea, but I have an idea for the IC title situation that I'm going to go take care Called of right now. deflecting. Deflecting, yes. God damn it. Then Stephanie comes out with the three refs, and she calls out, uh, brings up, it's for the IC title, the two refs that made the call, and I think Timmy White was like the main ref of the match. Uh, we show a recap of SmackDown. It was a double pin. Stephanie asked the refs who they all thought won. Each of them said uh, the one person, crowds with Jericho. So one says, China, boo, Jericho, yes. China, uh, Stephanie asked um, for Jericho and China to come down the ring. She says, well, what we're going to do is we'll have you both be champion. If one of you lose, then they both lose the title. Uh, what do you guys think of that? I hate it. It's terrible. It, it, honestly... It's something Russo would do on Nitro. Um, and this is the other side of that coin, how we really loved the first segment because it didn't drag on. This, this dragged drag. the oh, fuck God. on, dude. You could have done all of this in half the time. Yeah, because then, Jesus, then Hardcore man. Holly comes out saying, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> Give me a title shot tonight. And Stephanie's like, all right, you got one. So our next match is Hardcore Holly versus China for the title. Jericho joins commentary during that the whole match. He's yelling at her not to spoil it for him and, you know, get up and do this, this. Uh, cat, the cat and Crash argue on the apron. China tries to do a sunset flip but gets, uh, but gets over. But Holly covers uh, her, grabs her legs. However, Jericho leaves the table, punches Holly. Jericho, uh, China then ro- covers him for the win. Jericho leaves the ring with the championship as China gives chase for that title. After the match, Hardcore and Crash attack, fight each other as they fight through the crowd. At least Jericho's part of it because the only reason yeah. it's going to be fucking entertaining. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We see uh, Triple H with Stephanie backstage. Boss, Man, and Albert enter the room. Boss Triple H says that they're facing tri- Tess tonight and partner since it would be fair for them. Bossman says he doesn't care and who doesn't care who the partners are. We get a recap of SmackDown of DX attacking Big Show in the handicap match. As our next match, guys, the fourth match of the night, the Big Show versus Triple H, the WWF Championship. Weird. Why is it the f- ending hour one? Is it maybe because of hour two of Nitro? That ends hour two of Nitro. Mm. They're still being strategic. They may not be going head to head hours wise, but they can damage the main hours. Yeah. And that's exactly what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're in Miami, so you give the rock the main event. Uh, Big Show is now wearing a t-shirt at all times when he wrestles. He's, I love he's wearing a SmackDown t-shirt, too. I'm like, you came over Raw? <laughs> Jesus Christ. The hair's down, too. Uh, as soon dude, as he won the title, he just goes. He is just, it's not good. D- it's almost been a year already, by the way. It's right. almost been a fucking year already. Uh, DX and Triple H watched from the stage. Uh, tr- Show tosses Triple H over the guardrail back into the uh, around the r- ring from the crowd. That's a rough bump. I don't, I don't want to take that a whole lot. No, thank you. They fire around <laughs> the announce table. Triple H hits a high knee. 
Big Show goes for a choke slam on Triple H, but Triple H gets his uh, he choke slams Triple H, but Triple H is able to get a foot on the rope to break the count. Uh, DX runs down to distract the ref. Big Show goes for a choke slam again, but Triple H lo- kicks him in the groin. Pedigrees Big Show for the one, two, three. Your new WWF champion, three-time champion, Triple H. Back-to-back years, guys. That the first Raw of the year, somebody wins the title. Yep. Yeah, well, because for the last couple of years, the first night Raw of the year, or Monday of the year, was important. Georgia mm-hmm. Dome versus WWF. WCW didn't even try this year. Nope. So, But the WWF still brought the title change, which everybody thought was happening last week. Right. They did it this week. And you really, it it was the right move. Uh, Big Show's title reign. In fairness to him, he didn't get a fucking chance in terms of having a good title reign, but he also didn't do himself any favor. He also didn't try. Yeah. Uh, what is that one thing of like all the old timers say? Like, if you have TV time for one minute, own that one minute. Maximize and he is not doing that at all. Maximize your minutes. Because when he puts in effort, the crowd eats it the fuck up. Mm-hmm. He is so unbelievably over when he tries, and when he doesn't, it's very apparent, um, which is not what happened here. I thought this match was really good. I enjoyed the shit out of this good match. match. Um, I just... So, when you point, like... I knew they were in Miami, like, watching it, but, like, when you pointed out the fact that's why Rock goes on last, mm-hmm. it makes sense. But this felt like this is how Rock should have ended, was with a yeah. giant fucking celebration they had. I remember, I thought it, it was did. weird. Yeah. Not only, but not only that, not only the fact that in, in Miami main event, but also it plays into the Rock's match and the overall storyline. If by the time the Rock's match happens, Triple H is the world champ, mm-hmm. and he has to not get fired and earn the title shot at him. Because so, I mean, and, and all those things together, it makes sense. Because. You're right, Boo, because of the fact that you get balloons, you get confetti, you get all that you falling down. Crazy from the sky. pyro. Pyro. It just, it's nuts, you get, man. You get the end of like what a pay per view should be if a guy like, wins They tried the to blow up the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to recap a moment ago Triple H winning the title for the third time. Let's go to our next match as it's a handicap uh, match again as Big Boss Man Albert takes on Test. And May Young and Mula. I, I don't get it. I, he did nothing wrong. Yes, <laughs> at all. Did nothing it's wrong. Just biggest political hit in wrestling history. And they killed a dude last year. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jesus, man. Uh, May hits a Bronx Buster on Boss Man. Tess goes for the big elbow, but Boss Man uh, on Tess, but on Albert, but uh, Bossman hits Tess with the nightstick. Albert hits a scissor kick for the win. Henry and Whippleman, who are down ringside, try to fight Bossman and Albert. Uh, take him down, but Tess double clotheslines Albert and Bossman as Mula is carried away. Carries Harvey Whippleman away to the back. Basically, don't ever look like Triple H and be younger when he's trying to. Jesus. When he's on, when he's courting, when he's courting, don't look like him and be younger and faster. Um. The. When did the fucking Mulu Young go away? Because oh my god. Uh, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Awesome. Very excited about it. <laughs> This is so terrible. It is. Uh, we go backstage. We see DX celebrating, drinking champagne and all you know balloons and all in the ring. Then we see Big Show leaving the arena. 
Let's go to our next matches. It's another handicap match. <laughs> it's the Acolytes with one arm behind their back versus the Posse. Posse jump Acolytes during their entrance. Acolytes were attacking the Posse until the Dudleys come down and blast Bradshaw with a chair. It's five on two. Yep. The Posse whip the Acolytes until security comes down. Huh. I enjoy the Posse Acolyte storyline, man. It's entertaining to they me. They are best friends. I've noticed, not just in the Monday Night Wars, but just in watching wrestling, period. The company, whatever, if there's two or more companies you watch, whichever company uh, at, at any given time does a better job of having, um, even if they're short storylines, but just something for the undercard to do on your show, then that's the better show. Yeah. Uh, we're right now, AEW does a better job of doing mid-card feuds. and Every match means something, mm-hmm. and their shows are better. And just like this, like right now in 2000, Nitro, there's no real, unless you count the never-ending revolution, filthy animals storyline, there's not a lot and going on in you? the mid-card. Which is now just beginning, I guess. Because yeah. now their mid-card on Nitro is that horrific fucking tag team tournament. Right. Which is... But Raw has a lot of fun, entertaining shit going on in the undercard, and it's a much better show. Look, look how many people are over in that company. Yeah, exactly. Because if you do, if, if you use them and give people a reason to care, like, people get over. And it's not like every, not everybody can be in the main event. Not everybody has to be over to the level where they're going to win a world title. Look at Too Cool. That is a comedy tag team that are fringe contenders for a title. And they're over like a motherfucker. But have a spot on the card. Nothing wrong with it. Everybody wants to be the main event, sure. You should, and you should want to be the main event. there's nothing wrong with having those other spots. You could have a longer career that way. Now, if you're sitting and catering every fucking week, you know. Bitch. (laughs) You have a point about that. Try and join the NWO. Uh, but I lost to Al Snow, sure. And how many weeks you been on TV? Well, every week. Well, then shut the fuck up. Then we see DX still celebrating. Before we never lost all snow. As we see, uh, they're saying that the Dudleys deserve a bonus. And this is when Raw takes a weird twist. That's a way to put it. As Howard Finkel comes out to introduce the video called Have a Bad Day. And it is a video of mankind going to the unemployment to try and find a job. And the guy trying to help him is a... uh, Harry Sack is his name, <laughs> as it's one Triple H. You're Twelve years old, like I swear to God, Triple <laughs> H playing the role of Harry Sack. And it was Xbox, right? I thought, I thought no. so too, but is it, it not? wasn't. You? Oh no, you don't know who was playing? No, I swear no. I thought it was Xbox. I thought it was Pac. I have it down in my notes that Xbox. It's Midian. Really? <laughs> That's awesome. He lose weight. That they have a baggy shirt on. Jeez, baggy dude. shirt. Makes you look it's hilarious, shit. man. Yeah, no, it's Midian. I, 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 I thought for sure it was Xbox. One, I'm with you 100. percent I'm like, is that Xbox? Because I even have it in my fucking notes. I'm like, That's Xbox funny. is mankind. That's hilarious. Harry Sack. Harry Sack. Uh, mankind. Uh, he, Harry's like, hey, mankind, you're good for jumping off the cage, getting hit in the head with a chair 37 times. Uh, Triple H makes the comment that you know you're not our hardcore anymore. Uh, you don't do anything besides comedy stuff and carry a sock. So, uh, yeah, you, you you can't find work here. Oh, you're no good. You're no good. Jesus. So, so. It would never air on TV today. Harry well. Sack, everybody. <laughs> Let's go to our next match. As it's a cage match between Jeff Hardy and Al Snow. <laughs> what a weird feud to have a cage. 
We need to settle this in a cage, guys. Uh, Al attacks yeah, Matt. Yeah, nowhere, huh? We're just throwing away cage matches. Yep. <laughs> Al attacks Matt Hardy before the match. Snow instantly slams the door into Jeff's head. Al attacks Jeff with a chair. Al then throws Tori into the ring and locks the cage. Uh, Terry. Al, huh? Terry. Terry Esterson. He said Tori. That's Tori. That's Tori. Terry. My bad. He's got Tori on the mind. No. Which Tori? Wait, which one? Yeah. Wilson. Oh, the WF one. Yeah. Oh, oh God, no. <laughs> uh, Al tries to break Jeff's ankle, but Terry uh, rakes the back of Al. Matt tries to climb in the cage, but Al hits the cage with the chair and That's smashes crazy the finger. Spot. I was like, holy hell, dude. So Matt sells the fingers the rest of the match. Uh, Jeff uh, is trying to climb out the cage, but Al grabs him and tries to hit the snow plow off the top rope, but hit some type of cutter just to make the save. Uh, Al hits a reverse powerbomb and uh, then attacks him with the chair. Matt continues to try to climb up the cage, but his fingers are destroyed from the chair shot. Jeff uses Al to jump off the back and climb over the cage, uh, but that leaves Al in the ring with Terry. Matt then is able to climb up the cage and hit Snow with the chair to save Terry. You would think a one-week feud, still cage, really? Yeah. But, as usual with WF at this time, there's a, there's a reason for it. They are testing the waters already mm-hmm. on Jeff Hardy as a solo guy and how he can work and get sympathy from the crowd. Yeah. They've just turned the year. Three months ago, he had the, the match with all four of them, right? But already, they've singled him out as that guy. something there. Yeah. Uh, a, they're not wrong. No. Uh, that like the way he escaped the cage was crazy. Jesus, man. It's it it once it's that weekly thing for us. It's just like when Jeff Hardy has a match and it goes distance. Jeff does something in the ring. You go, Jesus. Like Jeff is. It's different. It's very different. He's the canyon of WWF. You're like, yeah. well, that's. That's new. Literally never been done before. Dad, can you imagine so the that's two cool. of them in their prime having a match? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. At some point, they both just combust and disappear because they're doing something at the they same time. They turn into ash like Thanos is there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we thought that might happen. Yeah. <laughs> it, I don't... I guess I knew it happened, but I don't remember the Jeff Solo thing starting so early. I thought Edge was first. No, well, I mean, he tested it, but it's not he, like this. He does end up being first, but they're testing the waters. But they Jeff start, they try Jeff first. Yeah, they're they're testing. Wow. Right? Um, so let's do I our, guess that speaks, I guess he hey, he likes Matt more than he does Christian, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Let's go to having bad day part two. As Corey said, the first one should not been shown on, on TV today. The second one won't be easy either. Because Triple as Mankind shows up to a child hospital to... Cheer up the fans. <laughs> Dr. Hung Low, played by Triple H, playing an Asian doctor. Oh, this was, I'm like, what? Played Asian doctor named Hung Low. Oh, you're hey, no good. Hey, Rock. Oh, you're no good. Oh, you're no good. You're no popular. Not as popular as Triple H. <laughs> so you leave. You leave this hospital. I, it's, I, I was watching it going, what? Oh, my God. Like, oh my god. I was watching because I was like, it's entertaining, but it is. No, because fuck, it's racist. Because I was like, this is hilarious. I was, I, when I watched this, I was like, 
what do the other two think of this? Because it's just like, first off, it's out of nowhere that all of a sudden they have movies set for mankind. But two, it's Triple H playing Harry Sack and Hung Low. Oh, you're no good. You're, you're no good. You leave this hospital leave now. Hospital. Children don't want to see you. Children want to see Triple H. <laughs> it was so racist, but at the same time, I was like, this is, this is hilarious. Okay. He is absolutely killing this. It's so funny. <laughs> Uh, Stooges, um, we see, uh, backstage as the Stooges telling The Rock that, hey, they're worried that they're gonna, uh, about tonight and they're gonna miss him. And The Rock tells him he isn't leaving. Rock tells him, no, they're rolling, uh, and who, by the way, who the hell let them into his locker room? <laughs> um, then we go to Have a Bad Day Part 3. Uh, I don't, didn't get Triple H's name this time, but he's a, uh, at a book signing, and no one's there for have a nice day book signing. You know, just like you're actively hurting our, but people have are leaving the yeah, store. Yeah. People are leaving the store because of you, so you need to get out of here. So, Mick, you're fired again. <laughs> so, get out of this store because you're, we're losing cu- customers right now. You're actively hurting us. Yeah. Then, then we go backstage and we see DX talking about what they want to do. And all of a sudden, The Rock barges in and attacks all the <laughs> members of DX. Starts beating some fucking ass, dude. Well, that's one way to go about it. <laughs> yep. There it is. So our main event, DX versus The Rock in a handicap match. And if The Rock loses, he's out. Uh, Triple H and Stephanie come out with their lazy boy. Uh, this match goes long. Uh, DX triple teams or double teams the Rock Rock gets momentum they knock him back down the whole time Rock hits the people's elbow on Road Dog, but Billy Gunn pulls the ref out Road Dog goes to get a chair but the real Mick Foley comes in runs through the crowd grabs the chair and hits every member of the DX with it Rock then Rock bottoms Mr. Ass for the win it's always Mr. Ass always Always Mr. Ass so, what did you guys think of Raw for the first of the I year 2000? I thought this was a really well-contained storyline arc of The Rock uh, having to fight for his job in one night. Mm-hmm. It started with a good promo, the, the, the vignettes in between, you know, the attacking DX, the people worrying about him, and then the match itself. It tells a really good story. You knew The Rock was going to win. It's Miami. They have Austin gone, Mankind theoretically gone. You're not going to lose The Rock, too. Um, so it was good. Um, it was a good Raw. Dr. Hung Low. <laughs> Dr. Hung Low. <laughs> I, I'm honestly surprised. Uh, it's one of those things I'm just like, I agree. None of, the, none of the bad days besides maybe the book signing can be on TV today. <laughs> yeah. Like... I wanted to hate him, right? Yeah, and me I too. Didn't. Me too. No, they, were, they were good. <laughs> I'm Dr. Hung Lo. Like, what? Nobody what? wants to see you. You're not popular. And what is your name? I'm one. I'm a hi. I'm Mr. Harry Sack. And it's just like, God <laughs> damn it. So, yes. Um, no, I, I was entertained by the have a bad days. But I was just thinking, like you, Booble. I shouldn't like this. But damn it. It, it got it me. It was funny. Yeah. So, boys. What was the better show? I think Raw. So I famous yesterday said Nitro. Yeah. Which went to the recap. No. <laughs> it is definitely Raw. Yeah, I thought you might why, change. Why, why was Nitro? I just remember, it's like, this is the thing, I didn't dislike necessarily Nitro. Um, you just liked it because it was out I and just, a half. 
Well, it made it an easier watch. So Got that in, pop. So, well, so honestly, what I told Corey about this yesterday was it forced Vince Russo to get rid of the absolute dog shit he couldn't use because he didn't have time. Yeah. So it forced him to use mostly the top storylines people he's been using. He's been doing a lot. Um, so it made the show a little more cohesive. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, it doesn't have to be good to be cohesive, but it was cohesive, which is a step in the right direction for that fucking company. Um, so it was just an easier watch. So, I mean, it wasn't like two hours and 20 minutes of just bash shit off the wall, left turns out of nowhere. Like two months ago. No, that's true. But Raw was definitely raw. better. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was Raw. The storyline of Rock going against DX and then the Triple H Big Show match and then the Have a Bad Day match uh, videos. Dr. Hunglo and my hairy sack. So, yeah, it was raw for me. Let's go to the ratings, shall we? So, the last ratings for bloodletting 1999. WCW got a 2.9 and WWF got a 5.8. This week here, because I keep forgetting that, you know, hey, um, WCW is always first on the website, but I always keep putting the WWF's uh, ratings in there. W did go up, though. 3.3. Okay. It's always a big nitro. Always, yeah. First year. See how the new year goes. Uh, Raw, WF went to 6.4. Well, there's that. So, 0.4 and 0.6 up for both. Damn. Hot damn. Hot diggity damn. But let's go to our favorite part of the show. The award show. Let's start off with best match. Triple H versus The Big Show. Yeah. Same. I I agree. Uh, Worst match. First of all, sir. How dare you? Oh, sorry. The Jabroni match of the week. Oh, it's from Nitro for me. (gasps) Gasp. It's uh, Lash LaRue and Midnight against Buff and Canyon. Is that what it was? Yeah. First round or second round? Yeah. Yeah. That's the match. As to bu- me, as uh, CCK got yeah. laid out by Bam Bam. Yeah, no, my is also from that show. It's not that match. It is Kevin Nash because I refuse to put Scott Steiner on the team. He's not versus the Harris Boys. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. He had a, he, he, you think it's coincidental with Kevin Nash that he he was booked to have an easier time beating the two Nazis than it was David Flair and Crowbar? I'm fine with it. Mine I is think he did it on purpose. Mine is from Nitro. <laughs> You know, it's like, and it's uh, Dave Flair and Crowbar versus Lash LaRue and Midnight. I like how we all had different ones from Nitro. <laughs> they gave us plenty to pick from. Uh, who, guys, who was your MVP? You know what? It, it may be a new year, but it's it's still a click. It's still a click thing, y'all. Mm-hmm. I want to go Kevin Nash, but it's the game. Triple Is it H. for you? He won the world title. And I love to have a bad day sketches. He was hilarious. Plus the whole trying to screw Kurt Angle over. I got to give it to Triple H, although I wanted to go Nash. I'm going with The Rock. Um, if there was any doubt in your mind that, he's a, that he was a star, this would pretty much solidify it. And uh, they may not have Austin now, but they've got... Um, a number one face and a number one heel that they can build on for months. That's true. Because, I mean, even though, like, we've seen the Rock Triple H thing and sometimes too much, it is now a different dynamic. 
Before it was a lot of undercard stuff, and now they are leading the company. It's the big, t- it's the big title. So, yeah. God, their careers mirror each other. It's fucking insane how their careers just are parallel. And if I'm Vince God. McMahon, if I'm Vince McMahon in January of 2000, I'm super excited too, because one, at first you would want to freak out maybe that you lost Austin, and that the Rock and Triple H have gone up to that level because that's all you have. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking underneath. Mm. You've got Jericho and Angle to be the new Rock Triple H. Oh, yeah, you do. So you you still got reserves. And as good as Rock Triple H matches are, Jericho and Angle matches, on the other hand, are a different story altogether. So, I mean, like, that's an embarrassment of riches. And then look at your tag team division. Yeah. So you're you're set. You're you're, you're good. It's It's not good that Austin's hurt. No. But what it did force them to do was look at the talent they had and figure out what to do with all of it. And they have... Because remember... Kind of makes you... Late 97, you were like, there is no fucking talent on this roster. This is garbage. Yeah. You have like and now it is that's it. almost too much. Because at some point, somebody very good isn't going to get the screen time they should. And you got five people going. Yeah. And there is... A plethora about to show up. <laughs> yeah. Embarrassment of riches. Embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Uh, my my uh, match tonight goes to Triple H and Big Show. Uh, MVP, sir. Oh, MVP is Triple H. <laughs> I, you guys went on. You're your... not wrong. Yeah. Uh, I I went with the wrong. But Triple H had a phenomenal night. Harry Sack and uh, Hung Lo. Uh, who is your motive? Mine's related to my what the fuck. So oh, I will okay. sort of save him. I mean, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a one. lot. Yeah. Vince Russo. There, there is. it is. This is there terribly is. booked. This tournament, you should be shot for the tournament. <laughs> so, um, worst tournament I've ever seen in wrestling, and that covers a lot of ground. Um, holy fuck, dude. You just go. Just go. Uh, Vince Russo. The like going off what Corey just said, the idea of having a tag team tournament, scramble, lethal lottery, lethal lottery, and all it is, it's horrific. Uh, so boom, yeah, you can go with your motive and WTF. So I will just read my what the fuck, which will give you who my motive is <clears throat> Terry Goddamn Funk, ah! Jesus Christ. Uh, we already talked about how this is a terrible decision for them to do, and he uh, performed actually like I thought he would. So um, he, whatever it is, he doesn't have it anymore. This was real bad, and having watched Thunder, uh, it only gets worse, which is cool. So this is not good, and um, they just continue to make these baffling, like booking and hiring decisions to jumpstart something instead of just relying on some undercar talent that you have and just if you're going to start over start over over and then just build it's you know it's like building a a major league team you gotta suck for a little bit but then you reap the rewards when it all catches and they're just they're you know signing big ass expensive free agents who haven't been good for 10 years and jesus christ man not good I'll piggyback off that. My what the fuck is the is the usage of Terry Funk. He doesn't he doesn't fit what you want him to be. 
There is a place on your roster for a Terry Funk in 2000. It's not in a main event level or a lot of TV time level spot. It's not as an authority figure. It's as a, uh, I mean, you have a hardcore division, so that's the obvious place you can put them with the ZCW cred. But it's also the knowledge. Um, just have him as a veteran who wrestles younger guys and when they're ready, puts them over. Because being in the ring with a guy who's a former NWA world champion and who has 30 years of experience, that's valuable. With When your roster is going to be so young, you saw the power plant dudes in the front. Yep. They are turning over the roster slowly but surely. Russo wants to go full bore. Russo wants to use nobody that n- nobody's heard of. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, <laughs> there's big bosses who are like, well, hold the bar. Hold, you know. First of all, we're paying these guys millions, so you're going to use them. Yeah. And second of all, name recognition. So he's kind of hamstrung there. But it's just that there's a, there's a place for him. It's just not what they're doing. But I guess, well, I don't disagree. My counter to that would be, it would make sense to use him in the hardcore division, right? Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, you're like, well, then that's just more of the same. But at this point, can he can he honestly wrestle anything that's not a hardcore Smoke and Mirrors match? So then if he can't, what does beating him mean in a regular wrestling match? No, you're not wrong. It's It's... It depends on what the match is or what the story you're telling is, basically. It just comes down to that. Um, it, you're better off using him in the hardcore division at this point because he's like 55 and famously at this point already had no knees. So mm-hmm. um, you're not going to get work rate classics. But then again, this company isn't exactly trying to get work rate classics anymore. You're not wrong. Um, plus... He fits the, you do need veterans to put over the young guys. And the the veterans they have on the roster aren't going to do that unless you slip a couple extra zeros at the end of that paycheck, brother. So you got to get what you get. Like I, 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 I agree with your overall viewpoint of um, just don't sign him. Yeah. It's, I mean, I get that. I think you're, you're right, right 100% with switching him and Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. Because we don't need our authority figures to wrestle. That is like, that's something that every company that does this loses sight of. They don't ever need to wrestle. Yep. They can get their comeuppets and never be in a ring. They never have to wrestle. Ever. Yep. It should have been a flyer, but I mean... I mean yes, but then, then in that case, if you wanted him to wrestle, then he could have a match. And it makes sense. And he could still go. And he'll put over. <laughs> and he'll fucking lose because he doesn't care. Yep. So, yeah. No, you're, you're right. In the long run, you're right. I mean, I found I found ways you could use him. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to overall. That's the thing. Uh, I guess my dope yeah. Uh I'll just go with the um, have a bad day videos. Just because of the fact that they were enjoyable for what they were. When I watched them going, no one here would like them. And that's like, without question, it would be a what the fuck for, for those three videos. But overall, we all enjoyed them for what we shouldn't have. Mr. Harry Sack and Hung Low. It, it also helps that when he, when he is in the right frame of mind, when he's not trying to gobble up 
a person in a in a storyline. Yeah. Triple H is funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always found him funny yep. when he does it. Uh, not just the DX stuff, but just little uh, smart ass remarks later on. And like in in the skits, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if you listen to any like credible actor, they tell you he commits. Mm-hmm. He one hundred percent commits to whatever the role is. He commits to it. So it's believable isn't the right word, but it's a believable performance. Yeah, like it's supposed to be a mockery. He's it's supposed to be over the top and embarrassing, and they're using it to embarrass. But he, that's the point. He's done a good job of it. Um. Yeah, it's it is weird that something that I mean wouldn't never approach television today. Yeah, <laughs> it shouldn't have back. Shows then. you how different the world was twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so this brings an end to the first Monday episode. Night War stories. I was getting there. <laughs> I know you were getting there. I was trying to help you. The first Monday Night War stories of the year 2000. I was going to get an Uber to pick you up. You're taking so I long. thought about it, but you know. <laughs> uh, we have the midweek coming up. As then we also have, uh, I believe next week is sold out. No, no. One more. A week and a half. So yeah. like in two, two weeks. Yeah, two in weeks. two weeks. In two weeks, it's NWO sold weeks, out. Baby. Or WCW sold out. Uh, Corey, how's your notes going on that? Long. Long. <laughs> Long. I really, said, yeah. I'm going to borrow your phone so you have to pay attention when I go off. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put it <laughs> to the side. It's uh, long. Before you wrap us up, Joe, yes. can I do something a little out of the ordinary? Sure. So we're going to touch on it again long. later. But the nine inches got it. It being the Monday Night War stories. Yeah. I feel it would be remiss if we did not mention Steve Mongo McMichael. You know what? Uh, we will talk more about it on the No Cell podcast, yeah. but one. he was. A giant part of the first half of the Monday Night War stories. And that dude is going through some shit right now, and that sucks. Mongo Baby Doll. Some of our brightest moments from the <laughs> he, Monday Night War stories he, you know come what? from Mongo. You know what? I forgot about it in the war story, the <laughs> review, and I told myself, like, put it put it in your notes, but I forgot. Uh, the way they wrote Mongo off. Yeah, bleach in the eyes. Bleach in the eyes. For, <laughs> that's how he leaves WCW. Bleach yep. in the eyes. So good. Mongo's a national treasure. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a shitty situation of, yeah. that broke, I think, Friday. Yeah. About him getting ALS and <sighs> how he's just... Can't use his arms. Can't use his arms and how the idea of... Basically, he did it because of the fact that he used to do, he used to do the cons. And, and he he's like, I can't do it anymore, so this is why you're never going to see me again, basically. <sighs> you know, and I, it's... I firsthand, I've I've witnessed this ALS firsthand. Mm-hmm. It blows. It's bad for anybody. So I'm not trying to make it worse for a certain, but but there has to be a certain level of, um, I don't know, an extra certain level of adjustment and pain when you're someone who was so athletically gifted and that's how you made your career and your life. And then you can't even use your body anymore. It, it it's, sucks. It's got to mentally be just a giant fuck. It yeah. sucks. It's like, in, like I didn't read the article. But like I saw like a thing, and it's just him going. I played football. I played. I did wrestling. This is how I did not see my right. life ending yeah. in this way. I mean, not being able to use my arms. And it's just like it's a shitty thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll touch on it more on the... On yeah, the, we'll touch on it more on the, on the Monday Night Wars. On the No Show, yep. Baby um, doll. 
Baby doll. Uh, you can find all of our podcasts at nosoentertainment.com or any of the social medias that we do. Uh, you can also listen to all of your podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts.